Hello and welcome to the Healthy Humans Podcast, episode number one, How to Get Started Exercising. My name is Nathan and I'm going to be hosting today and hopefully for a very long time. We're going to start off today's episode just talking a little bit about myself so you guys can get to know me and I'll talk about some of my personal experiences that led me to get into health and fitness and what I do for fun. I would like to start off by talking about my credentials. Many times when I meet with somebody for the first time, they ask me, why are you qualified to coach me? And I want to give them an honest and reassuring answer. Let's start from the beginning. I played football for about six years in middle school and high school as a lineman. I was a big boy. I played nose tackle and center. I was in the middle of the play every time I was on the field. That being said, I wasn't a star player. I struggled with injuries almost every season, went in and out of the PT office or physical therapist office a little too much, uh, almost every season. This, and combined with some sports medicine classes I took in high school, launched my fascination with the human body and how to continue to take care of myself for the future. In my senior year of high school, I committed to going to Western Washington University to get into their kinesiology program. Fast forward a couple of years, and I have graduated with a BS in kinesiology and a minor in sports psychology. Since then, I've been a trainer in many different capacities. Along the way, I also uh, met the woman of my dreams, got married, and we now have two mini Aussies, which are the namesakes for not only my gamer tag, but a lot of different um, handles you'll see of mine on social media as well. My main goal was always to help people get to a healthier place for themselves. I myself am self-described as hilariously Scandinavian. As I mentioned earlier, I'm a big guy. I'm not necessarily in Instagram shape as most people believe trainers should be, but I do believe being healthy doesn't mean you have to have six-pack abs, but rather it means to achieve balance in all areas of a person's life to achieve a positive outcome. Basically, I want to put as many good years into the end of someone's life as possible. For fun, I like to play video games, exercise, hang out with my wife, and play around with the dogs. As someone who loves gaming, we'll be covering that subject and addressing the gaming community much throughout this podcast, and I want to continue that hopefully for the rest of my life. Regardless of what activities you like to do, living a healthy life is the best way to keep doing those activities for as long as possible. Again, the purpose of this podcast is to cover a variety of subject matter relating to healthy living and passing that along to the gaming community and anyone else who wants to live a healthier life. I have found that throughout my career that many people don't have good access to knowledgeable sources of information regarding health and fitness. Most of us We receive our info from social media, which often is uh, dominated by those who are hyper fit and is skewed to make it look like the perfect body is easy to achieve. The key to living a healthy life is to balance different aspects of living. That's, you know, mental health, physical health, spiritual health, social health, all in a way that doesn't lead to negative behavior in other areas. This may sound simple, but it's pretty complicated, which is why I wanted to start a podcast. I get so many different questions on how, where do we even get started, which is kind of what I want to start covering today. Since this is a deep topic, we're going to start off small, and this is where we should start when approaching making a big life change, you know, trying to become a healthier human. So today in episode one, how to start exercising, this is usually the hardest part when it look when people are looking to make a healthier life change. Exercise or the gym or just being sweaty in general is a huge barrier to get over and can even cause a great amount of anxiety in some. Today we're going to talk about a few strategies that's going to help you get started. And we'll start off with a simple note. The whole, this whole thing is all going to start with small steps. So start small. The first time you work out, even if it's only 10 to 15 minutes, 
if you're coming back into the gym after a long stretch of inactivity, you will be sore the next day. Expect it and make sure you are giving yourself plenty of time in between workouts to recover. Note that recovery time will reduce over time, allowing you to exercise more often at a higher intensity and for longer amounts of time. By starting small, you are giving your body a time to adapt to the stimulus you just put into it. The muscles have been broken down and they need to repair themselves slightly stronger than before. Over the course of time, these effects stack. and You will notice improvements in muscle tone, strength, endurance, and power. If you're working out at home or at the gym, I often recommend starting off with bodyweight exercises or something very, very low resistance. This usually includes some basic core stabilization moves, squats, lunges, push-ups, cardiovascular exercise, and some flexibility work. Or at least that's usually what I run a client through the first time. Um, even doing the simplest workout possible usually kills somebody the first time they're coming back. I will say this doesn't cover all of the movement patterns I really like to reinforce, but again, today's about starting small. The most commonly asked question for those I sit down with is usually how often do I need to come into the gym? This is a much bigger question to unpack than most people realize, so let's unpack that right now. When looking at an exercise schedule, so if you're trying to develop a schedule for yourself, there's a couple of factors to consider. So we'll go over five different factors here. The first one is what time of day do you want to exercise? Um, do you have the mornings open, afternoons, evening? Is it different throughout the week? Do you work seven days a week? I've had people come in, sit in front of me, and, and they're like, hey, I work out seven days a week, uh, and I work 12-hour shifts. When can we train? And I'm like, you're going to have to do this like on your own, or we're going to have to give you resources so that you can do this on your own because they're like, Hey, I can work out at four in the morning or like 11 at night. And I'm like, I'm asleep both of those hours. So sometimes it is hard to help people. And some people work crazy schedules. Um, but we also want to be realistic. If you are working seven days a week and 12 hours at a time, you probably should cut down on a little bit. Um, so you have room to do other activities, but again, that's a whole nother, um, time for, that's a, that's a whole nother subject to get into, but uh, that's usually what we cover first is like, hey, when, what time of day are you wanting to exercise? The next question or second point is how long is that exercise window for you during the day? Is it 30 minutes? Is it two hours? Regardless of how long it is, there's always something you can do. A lot of times people will say, well, oh, I only have 45 minutes and my commute cuts into it and things like that. And there's always excuses you can make. Um, and those are usually valid. I'm not going to say, you know, a long commute to the gym isn't something that's not valid. It totally is. Um, but there's always something you can do. And I always want to recommend doing something is better than nothing. So even if you're like, hey, I've got 30 minutes, like go take the dog on a walk or like go on a jog or like work out in your garage, your living room. There's lots of different things you can do. The next question, the third point um, when looking at an exercise schedule is looking at what kind of facilities or equipment you have access to. Usually when clients come to me and they want me to program them a workout, um, I'm not going to program somebody a back squat if they don't have the proper equipment to do that. Um, or I'm not going to be like, hey, you should run for five miles a day if they have no access to good running trails or even a treadmill, things like that. Uh, usually the fourth point I usually like to cover, and I usually do this by a couple of different ways, but I usually ask a client what ability level they're starting at. Um, and I won't just ask them like, hey, do you know your ability level? Because most people who are coming and sitting in front of me at my desk don't 
necessarily know that. So what we look at is we look at exercise history, like, hey, when was the last time you were the most active? Do you have experience doing sport or different activities? What sort of physical activity are you or are you not getting? Um, usually we'll combine this with an actual assessment, you know, so a couple of different moves that gives um, the trainer a good idea on what we can prescribe them. Instead of just being like, hey, we're going to do push-ups until like you can't move your arms anymore, which isn't always a good idea. What if somebody like has kind of a shoulder impingement issue? So that wouldn't necessarily be a good thing. So we usually cover that in our first meeting when I'm usually sitting down with somebody. The fifth factor when looking to design an exercise schedule for somebody is asking them, do you have a personal deadline to achieve your goals? A lot of times when somebody comes in front of me, they sit down and they're like, hey, I want to lose 30 pounds and I want it gone yesterday. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not possible. So we have to like, we essentially, we sit down and we make smart goals. We base their exercise um, around those five different letters. If you're unfamiliar with SMART goals, they're specific, measurable, attainable, results-driven, and then time-oriented. Um, time-oriented is where that schedule is playing into. Um, and hopefully we'll actually talk about an entire episode about making SMART goals and actually how helpful they can be um, to new and experienced exercisers. Um, so we go over all of that when coming up with making somebody recommendation. Um, if somebody has a really, really good routine and they're just looking to add into it, we might say like, hey, like maybe you should get into like the three to five times a week range. Or if somebody doesn't have super long periods of exercise, but they're pretty much free every day um, between like 12 and one, it's like, hey, like, yeah, try to hit that four times a week. So that way you can at least start making a habit in that time slot. Or if somebody's really, really new to exercise, I'm probably going to recommend like, hey, let's hit that two to three workout point just to start building a habit. And we'll get into that here in just a moment. Um, again, I ask all of these questions to really help me build a reasonable recommendation for the new exerciser. So usually we put this into context of the last two years as well. Many people have been in and out of the gyms due to COVID over the last few years. So as mandates mandates wax and wane, many have been pushed out of their normal routines and suffered negative body changes as a result. Um, this Sometimes this means we found ourselves with a little bit more to love and others not as much. A lot of people have lot of, lost a lot of progress in the gyms and whatever that looks like to each person is just a little bit different. As time continues to move forward, more and more people are not taking their health for granted and stepping up to take action. That being said, my most common recommendation for those looking to build that routine is that two to three workouts per week. Again, this is a great place to start because you can always build on top of it. Often this is going to be a time where I wouldn't focus on necessarily like advanced uh, strength training or like complex movement patterns. This is where I would focus on the basics and the main priority is to condition the client and help them build that habit of exercise. One of the main reasons training with a coach is so successful for so many people is that meeting with somebody else provides a level of accountability that people cannot provide themselves. If someone was waiting for you to show up for a session, the odds are is like you're going to show up for that because you don't want to leave that person hanging, right? So this helps build a habit. This is what I've been doing with people for years is providing people scheduled time so they can come in, get a workout, get their best workout, um, make sure they're safe, effective, and fun, um, but also a pro uh, helping out with that accountability. I will say building 
habit is relatively easy because um, it usually only takes a couple of weeks. Um, and again, I say relatively, it depends on what your habit is. If your habit is to drink more water, that's much easier than like, hey, I want to like give up a habit. Like I want to stop smoking. That's much more difficult. So again, habits are relative, but overall it's a little bit easier to start a habit because again, it only takes that few weeks, but it is tough progressing that into a lifestyle. This usually takes much longer and is littered with roadblocks. I usually like to say the hardest part about beginning an exercise routine is getting inside of the building. If you can commit to getting outside of your home or get to wherever it is that you're working out at, whether or not that's like, hey, I put my sweats on and I got into the garage, like that's my exercise space. I've turned my brain on for that specific activity. That's fantastic. If you can do that two to three times a week, you're on track. Like, let's go. That's awesome. Because that again, that's hard to do. That is a mental barrier that most of us have to get over. The next step is like, hey, like we got here, we got to the gym, we got to our garage. What now? Well, now it's time to like actually work out. In most facilities, there are hundreds of pieces of exercise equipment, people all over the place, and just a lot of options. When choosing what to do during your workout, start simple. Combine a little bit of cardio training, a little bit of weightlifting or bodyweight exercises and some flexibility work. Again, we're all talking about just keeping it short at first because again, you're going to be sore tomorrow. I will say starting a new exercise routine is pretty intimidating for most people. The purpose of this podcast is to provide resources to everyone who wants to listen to help people understand the basics of their place of exercise so that they can begin the process of becoming a healthier human. A great place to start is like a treadmill or an elliptical for your cardio training and some dumbbells. Just something, again, simple is better. If you have current orthopedic issues, a stationary bike or a rowing machine are great pieces as well to provide a lot of power with very low impact. When starting a cardio routine, go ahead and get everything turned on at a low intensity. Most machines provide you with built-in programs. I wouldn't worry about those right now. You want to find a starting intensity that you can do for roughly 15 to 20 minutes. You want to be decently sweaty and out of breath at the end of this period. This foundational pace, or again, something that you can hold for that 15 to 20 minutes, might take a couple of sessions to really dial in, but it is important for your progression. If you're using a treadmill, I highly recommend starting off at just an incline walk. Set your speed between two and a half and three and a half miles per hour. Set the incline to about one to two to those will seem like nothing if you're playing the comparison game with those around you because you're going to see people who are just running on the treadmill for hours and hours. Keep in mind, it took them a long time to get to that point, and that's not something you wouldn't be able to do as well. So don't, don't play the comparison game. Just focus on what you're doing today. It's all about starting small. If you're about to complete an entire 15 to 20 minutes at this intensity, then that is awesome. If you get about five minutes through and you're not really feeling a sweat, let's ramp it up a little bit. You can do this by either increasing the incline or the speed. If you do have a bit more previous exercise experience, you can even break into a steady jog if you're feeling up to it. The main purpose of all this is to get the heart rate up and then work on maintaining that pace. When jogging or running, many times the first eh, five to 10 minutes is usually the hardest part. This is because your body doesn't immediately ramp up all its internal systems to match the effort that is being produced. Oftentimes, at about the 10 minute mark or less for more conditioned individuals, your current pace will suddenly feel easier. Your heart rate will stabilize and you will feel like that you aren't really increasing the amount of soreness in your muscles. This is actually what we call steady state and varies widely in duration and intensity from person to person. 
over time, again, your heart rate still is like increasing, um, but it's not quite shooting up like it does in the first couple of minutes. So just kind of keep that in mind. Once you hit about that 15 to 20 minute mark, reduce your intensity to a walk and give yourself about two to three minutes for a cool down. This period is often skipped by many because people are like, oh, whatever, I don't need to cool down, but it's actually really crucial for injury prevention. This gives your body time to ram, ramp back down from its steady state and gives you a moment to catch your breath before getting into the next part of your workout. Quick note is that this might be the end of your workout, and that's okay. If you feel like that is all the energy you have to give at that time because you're just coming back into the gym after months of inactivity, it might take a toll on you, but again, that is okay. If you want to go for some more exercises, this is when I would advise getting in some resistance training. As I mentioned earlier, you want to keep this portion simple with just a few movements. I usually recommend squats, lunges, push-ups, and if possible, some sort of pulling movement. Um, this includes uh, like rowing, bent over rows, um, a lat pull-down machine is usually pretty good, um, or if you're um, feeling really up to it, doing some pull-ups as well, or even assisted pull-ups are a really, really good option. I won't go into detail on all of these movements today because there's a lot of intricacies that we could go over, uh, and today's mostly just meant to be an overview. For starting off, I usually recommend three sets of 10 reps or repetitions for each movement. These can be done one movement at a time with a little bit of rest in between each set or done in a sequence or circuit as it is commonly referred to. This would mean when we're referring to the circuit that you would complete 10 squats, then 10 lunges, then 10 push-ups, all in that order. After a bit of rest, even adding a little bit of rest in between each movement if needed, go through that same circuit two more times. Again, this is all meant to be simple. If you're listening to this and thinking, wow, that would be a terrible workout for me because this is so super easy, then you might be right. This is because everyone starts their journey towards being a healthier human at a different place. Once you've completed your workout, spend some time stretching or foam rolling. No worries if you don't have a roller. I'm partial to static stretching myself after a workout. When stretching, you'll want to target the muscles that you used most often during the workout. This usually includes, but is not limited to, the hamstrings, quads, hip flexors, chest, back, and arms. Once you've completed all that, give yourself a pat on the back because you just did something really cool. You just took your first step, or in some cases, several steps, towards being a healthier human. Remember, guys, Beginning an exercise routine is hard, but well worth the reward. There are many things that go alongside being a healthy human, so we will cover a few more here before we wrap up. When starting off a new exercise routine, you hopefully broke a little bit of a sweat. Um, drink some water. <laughs> That's going to be kind of our next thing to go over. And no, coffee doesn't count. Um, needs needs to be genuine H2O. Um, even though I say this, I, I, I say this just as much for myself as I do you guys. Um, I love drinking coffee in the mornings. I sometimes don't enjoy drinking water, um, but here we are. If you are someone who also doesn't necessarily like drinking water, um, this could be like the worst thing I could possibly say to you. You're like, this guy's crazy. He wants me to drink water. That sounds horrible. Let, let's give you a, a quick analogy on the importance of water. Similar to a car, which takes gas and oil to run pop properly, our bodies are the same way. If there's no fuel in the tank, you're not going to get anywhere because there's no energy. At the same time, if you don't have any oil in the car, it doesn't matter if you have gas because your car is going to overheat and probably do some pretty bad things. The body is the same way. Food is the gas or fuel, and water is the oil. Water doesn't provide us energy directly, but it is involved in every single metabolic process in the body. So if you don't have water inside of your cells, 
the motor or the cells in this case are not going to run very effectively. The next question, usually people say if they've conceded to drinking water, they usually ask how much, like, hey, how much water should I be drinking? I don't want to take bathroom breaks all day. I've heard a few different measurements on proper amounts of water. Some say you should just drink a gallon of water a day, regardless of how big you are. Um, I've also heard half your the half your body weight rule. I personally like this one a little bit more, so I'll share that with you guys uh, a little bit. This takes into consideration an individual weight, an individual's weight, removes the units, and then divides by two. This works for pounds, not kilograms. I will say that as well. So what this means is if a man weighs 200 pounds, this rule states that he should drink 100 ounces of water per day. For me, a gallon of water pretty much is spot on. So both of these are kind of the same point. But again, I'm a bigger dude. Um, most of you, I don't anticipate sitting at that one gallon mark for the half body weight rule. Um, but I usually say uh, anywhere from... 64 to 100 ounces of water is usually going to get you at least more hydrated than you usually are. So it's a great place to start. The last thing I want to wrap up on today, so we've talked about getting into the gym, starting a small workout, drinking a little bit of water. Next thing we're going to talk about is food. Nutrition can be a crazy complicated science or even an art for many people. With the amount of diversity and palates, religious beliefs, energy needs, and food sensitivities out there, there is no one diet that works for everyone. Even if there was, it would probably just be some sort of bland nutrient paste you take twice a day, and this would remove all the enjoyment from food, which is something I want to preserve in this podcast. At no point do I want to make food the enemy of healthy living. Food is the fuel of our lives and is honestly more important to our mental well-being than most of us give it credit for. I think the easiest piece of advice for a beginner to start with regarding nutrition is this. Reduce the amount of fast food in your diet. Fast food is just that. It's fast food. It is convenient. In a pinch, a McMuffin isn't going to set you back. However, if you're swinging through the local Golden Arches every morning and it's a staple of your routine, then this is a really, really easy way to immediately improve your health and your financial health as well is just cut out the fast food. I don't think I need to go into too much detail on, on this. And it does, again, it doesn't have to be from like all to nothing, but reduce the amount you take in. You will feel better for it. All right, guys, let's review the takeaways from today's episode. Start exercising. That's the first one, but start off slow. We're going to cover the progression of your workouts in a future episode, so keep listening for more of that. Second one, drink some water. Try to hit half your body weight in ounces, maybe anywhere between 64 and 100 ounces of water. You're going to be having a good time. Also expect to be going to the bathroom a little bit more. Eliminate fast food and re or severely reduce the amount taken in is your third one. That's going to do you a lot of good. All of that being said, I, I know that's these are just three things that hopefully you guys can apply to your life starting this next week. This isn't like, hey, we need to like completely revamp your lifestyle. It's all about making small steps towards being a healthier human, and we start that usually with starting exercising. Thanks so much for listening to today, guys. This podcast is going to be released as part of the Healthy Human series. I will be trying to release an episode at least two times a month, but we'll see. Again, this is the first episode, so frequency is up in the air at this point. I would love to make this a regular occurrence so I can provide you, the listener, with as much quality content as possible to make your life 
a little bit more healthy. If you enjoyed the podcast and want to join in on the discussion, consider joining us on Patreon. There are multiple levels with tiered benefits to each one. The VIP level even gets you access to myself for a one-on-one meeting every single week to help you be your best possible self. These meetings include exercise prescription, nutritional advice, and exercise adherence accountability. Basically, I'm going to be your coach virtually, um, so that way we can make sure you are getting the best out of your routines. Other ways to stay involved are listening and sharing this podcast. I want to share fairly regularly AMA episodes or Ask Me Anything episodes. So I will also be including questions that relate to each episode's topic. So send in your questions to me on Twitter. That being said, our next topic will be about setting goals and following a goal timeline specifically. So again, I'm going to say that. So if you have any questions about the next episode, our next topic is going to be about setting goals and following a goal timeline. We're going to be covering on how long it takes to get fit and also what it's like to be realistic with ourselves. Keep your ears open for more podcasting content coming out soon as well. You can find me throughout the week at Finley the Dog Gaming on Patreon, Instagram, and Twitch, and Finley the Dog on Twitter. You can also find me on YouTube at Finley and Theo Entertainment. Um, As I mentioned earlier, all of my gamer tags are named after my little mini Aussies because I love them dearly. All information discussed on this podcast does not constitute medical advice, and you should always consult your physician before starting an exercise program. Thank you so much for listening here, guys. I really, really appreciate it and hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye for now.